Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 38. Things don't have to make sense to be happening for you. Or really, I'd like to say your life has a bigger purpose than you can see. And I want to share a story with you that I read in a book probably about, I think it was about six or seven years ago. And it stuck with me for a very long time. And um, it came from a, the book came from a rabbi friend of mine. And I thought it was such a profound story that I figured I, I had to, and, and I've told it several times here the last few years and more recently, and I, you know, I was like, you know what, I think it might be time to share it uh, with all of you, with, with the world at large. And it's this idea that sometimes you can't see the whole picture from your human level, from where you know, the, the perspective you have here with your physical self you know, on earth. And, uh, it's a story of the soul and, uh, you know, it's probably going to get you a little bit. (laughs) So, and, you know, I want to preface that this is not a religious story, uh, if you will. It's a very spiritual one. It's about, um, the soul and your soul. And, um, I, this, the, the idea in the book that was talking about, you know, the soul, um, has levels and according to and this was according to Judaism was that the soul has five levels and that it, it's often traveling and that um, you know when your uh, your soul can take you know hundreds or thousands of lifetimes to ascend the five levels if you will right and so it's a, it's a very spiritual one you know and it's not meant to um, I want I want you to get take the context of the story not necessarily, you know, um, from a religious aspect with, you know, how the soul travels. And I know different people have different thoughts about that. So, um, but the idea is that the soul travels. Okay. So it starts off that there's this couple that is, this is a couple hundred years ago. They're living in a tiny village in the middle of, I think it was somewhere like in Europe in a very like kind of countryside, tiny village type setting. Right. And this couple is having a hard time having a child. And that's something that they really aspire for. They can feel it in their soul. They know that they want to have this child. And uh, some time goes by and eventually they do. It takes a few extra years than it does for most people, but eventually they have this child. And they're so happy. And, um, you know, they spend a lot of quality time with this child. Uh, you know, it, and something felt very special. Something felt very different. Now, obviously, if any of you are parents, you know that um, your, your child will always feel special and different, probably to you. Now, I am not a parent yet. I look forward to that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, but I am a son. And so parents, their child always feels unique and different because I believe that uh, in the soul contract aspect that children pick their parents before they're born. All right. So moving on to the story, they feel that their child is very unique. They're spending so much time with this child and it is the, uh, the joy that brings them, you know, every single day. Right. 
And um, one day when the child is three, in the middle of the night, uh, there was an intruder in the village and he took the child's life. And so I'm sorry to, t- to say that part of the story because some of you are probably listening like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Um, but there's a bigger picture going on here. Hence, there's always a bigger purpose you cannot see and things don't have to make sense to be happening for you. They take the child and the parents are devastated. Absolutely devastated what parent wouldn't be. And um, they muster up whatever strength that they can uh, to, um, you know, to just try to get through this. And it takes some time. It takes some serious, serious time. But, you know, the wife has the husband, the husband has the wife, and they bond together. The village comes together. They try to really help the, this couple. And the couple, believe it or not, they actually get through it. You know, they, they, it was not, they didn't forget, but, you know, they, they had each other and they thought, okay, you know, we'll, you know, we have to do something in the honor of this child. We'll, you know, we'll move, we'll do whatever we can. So they eventually kind of come around. And then several years later, the husband dies. As you can imagine, the woman is devastated. She's done. She's absolutely done at this point. She can't go on. Now, I want to pause right there because if any of you are having a moment in your life or have had several moments in your life where you are feeling like this, hopefully this story will help as I move on. But um, whether it is a death, which I have dealt with, or it is, um, you know, what feels like losing everything that you've kind of come to know, which I understand very well. Um, you know, there's always something happening and we don't always understand. And I'm going to get to that part here in a minute, but I figured this might be a good time because there's a lot, I think, shifts going on in general. Um, and you know, the niche is you, it's always about this understanding your relationship with yourself, your soul, your worthiness, like the bigger picture, the things that we cannot see. So this woman is devastated absolutely devastated and she's done she can't go on she doesn't know what to do she goes into a very deep long depression for about three years village tries to help they try to do anything possible to help this woman she cannot come out of it she just can't she doesn't know what to do and um she doesn't feel a purpose for life she doesn't feel a purpose for anything because the loves of her life were taken from her And, you know, what is meeting without these beautiful little things, right? And so one night she's had it. She's absolutely had it. She cannot go on. And she pleads to God before bed. Why have you done this? Like, you've given me no answers. You've given me no reason. You've given me nothing. I don't understand anything. And I can't go on. And she's, you know, she's... she's, um, you know, she's, she's in it. She's really, really in it. And so, um, she falls asleep and in a deep sleep ends up in a very deep dream state. And in the dream state, she sees her husband and she feels like it's almost like lucid dreaming. Like she is very, she feels very awake in this. 
and she sees her husband and he's teaching he's wearing like traditional rabbinical this was like a young jewish couple um so it makes sense for the book um uh, and she sees this man teaching he's doing like rabbinical teaching he's um in front of all these students um and they're getting ready to to be dismissed and he looks over at her and smiles and she can already feel a, a difference in herself a difference from him like he's something is slightly different you know it's the lighter soul side um and he walks over to her and he says my dear you have some questions that need answering and she said i do she's like i'm completely confused i'm completely lost i'm completely done i don't know what to do and i don't know how i got here and i don't know why any of this happened to me and no one seems to give me answers, let alone God. And she said, and he says, I'm here to answer some of your questions and, um, you know, tell you a, a very specific message. And she says, okay, go on. You know, and he says, do you remember this very famous um, rabbi figure? Um, I can't remember his name right now, but it was a very, very, very famous, wise sage of an individual. So in the culture, um, it's sort of like, you know, how every, every how in any culture, there's always like a, a figure that's kind of like your wise sage that people all lean on. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to all of you as the audience, by the way, right now. <laughs> you know, there's like this wise sage that like there's somebody that you know, people always lean on in different cultures you know um where they got the dalai lama etc it's some it's like a dalai lama-esque type figure right and so he said well um you know this figure and you know she says of course i know who that is like wow you know was so um uh amazing for our time you know or for um for the time that that you know he lived in of course like i know who that is he said well do you know his backstory she said, no, I don't. He goes, did you know that um, he lived a very, very good life, an extremely amazing, unbelievable life, but for the first three years of life, he was not loved. He was actually abandoned, and he had no home, and he had no support, and he had nothing. It, the rest of his life, he was taken in. He was given this amazing education, this amazing um, uh, experiences, whatever support he needed to go on to become who he was supposed to go on to. And she says, okay, I don't understand. He, he says, well, you know, the soul, before it completely finishes all of its lessons on earth, before it's done with its time, again, this is not really meant to be a religious thing for any of you. I just wanted to share this, this concept. And he's saying... You know, it has to have from start to finish a truly uninterrupted, blessed, you know, run. It has to feel completely, it has to have a completion, if you will. And she said, okay. And so he said, well, because of those first three years, um, the soul wasn't done yet. It had, you know, another run in him. She said, okay. And he said, well, you know that the concept is that, um, children pick their parents before they're born and she said okay and he said this soul this particular soul could have chosen anybody for his parents but he chose exactly you and I he chose to come through back to earth through you and I not just any mother not just any father but the combination of you and I as the mother and the father and so 
she started to come to tears because she knows how important this figure was. She's like, you know, he chose us. And, and he said, yeah, he chose us. He could have chosen anybody, but he knew that it was the most important thing was to come through through us. We prayed. We prayed for um, the child to come through before long before the child came through the child knew exactly what two people there's a ripple effect because even before we met it was deemed that the child would come through you and i he's like even before you and i met the pairing of our souls was an imminent and the pairing of our souls to deliver this child's soul was imminent he's like so i want you to understand that there's something bigger always going on than that you cannot see and that sometimes we just don't understand. So she's in tears and she says, my God, like, you know, I had no idea. And he said, you know, um, so it was an honor. And then she said, I don't understand why it was your time to go. And he said, well, that's a tricky one, too. He's like, but I can explain that as well. And he said, um, my time had been fulfilled. Um, on earth and so there's this concept with the soul that like every person has a an exact number of um, hours and minutes again I'm not trying to impede on anybody's um, ideologies or any of that stuff whatever it's just a, a theory that your soul has an exact time here on earth none of us really know what that exact time is but that it's a time and what you do with that time is you know up to each of us right um, so uh, and it could be God willing a very long prosperous healthy life okay so i want to i want to preface that i'm always trying to preface here just so you guys are aware that like this is more about context spirituality but even more so the things that don't make sense and so he says you know he said that his time on earth was up and she said i don't understand you were so young you know in your 30s like how could your time be up and he said well you know um, now that i've passed on and um, you know i'm currently on the other side waiting for you but i'm, I'm teaching he said, my soul has come to learn that there were two fundamental things that had to happen and I want to explain them. And she said, okay, please go on. And he said, well, number one, um, in order for that child to come through, it was inevitable that you and I were to meet. Actually, it's three fundamental things now that I think about it. Um, the, in order for that child to come through, you and I were to meet. Two, we were ordained. You know, we were uh, ordained by, you know, God as a as a relationship, you know, of um, divine order, if you will, like to come together. We were meant for each other. And she says, yeah. So why did you leave? And he said, well, third, um, I had to help you get through the inevitable of what was going to happen with that child's soul. I had to get I had to help you get through to the other side of that. Um, and also, you know, ensure that you're, um, that you were still, you know, that you were, you were able to get through that and, and, and cling to a bigger picture, if you will. I was there, I was part of bringing the soul in and I was part of helping you, um, deal with the soul leaving. Um, even though it was such an important, you know, um, uh, experience to happen in general. And she said, okay. And he said, the thing is, is my time is up but your purpose is just getting started. And you don't understand the magnitude that you are here to do and how big of an influence on culture you're going to become. So he's like, it's reversed. It's my honor to have served you 
because we got to not only bring in the soul of one of the most important figures in history, but I got to help you knowing where you're going and supposed to be going and supposed to be doing. I got to help you not only as, you know, my best friend, but my wife. And so you have to wake up and you have to get out of this depression and you have to handle, you know, you have to embrace life again. You cannot stay depressed. You cannot stay down. You have a lot more still in you and a lot of purpose trying to come through. It's like, in essence, I've fulfilled my purposes. And so this is time. This is, it's your time to wake up and to move and to make all the things happen from your soul and to know that you're here to impact people on a mass scale. And like that, she wakes up in this deep reverence and like um, uh, just momentum she hadn't ever felt in her whole life. She gets up, she gets out of the depression. She ends up um, creating all of these like learning programs and all of these, um, you know, she goes on to, to be, to teach all these different, um, you know, concepts and she goes on to, you know, and she earns money and she donates all kinds of money and she basically becomes a highly influential figure of mass proportion for all cultures for all different types of cultures all different types of religions all different that's that, that's the point is that it's beyond you know really just any one culture but she goes on to live this very very purposeful um life of giving and um educating and um contributing and just a committed life and so i wanted to share that story with you um which it was nice when I had read this story. And again, I wish I could remember the, the couple's name, but it was, a very, it was a very interesting, unique story that was told to me. And why I wanted to share this to you is because we don't always know why uh, things are happening. And we don't have to know everything for them to make sense. And sometimes you just, you cannot see the whole picture from your human level. And... I like to think that that's the beauty of the journey. That we get to show up every single day with uh, excitement for the things that we don't know while feeling into our soul and moving from that place. They don't have to make sense to be happening for you, right? This woman was having devastating things in the physical form that were happening to her that made absolutely no sense. But the even an even greater picture, and again, some of you might think like, what do you mean an even greater picture than like family? It, that, it, that's not the context. The context is that like in order for her, and she did remarry, you know, um, and she did, you know, have more, this, this other like life that continued, never forgetting, you know, her husband, of course, but they, things don't have to make sense to be happening for you. And that's really the, the, the crux of the whole situation. And that um, a lot of times they may not make sense. And if we're patient enough and we continue to show up 
and we continue to feel through it with our soul and we continue to pray on it and we continue to um, be in awe of the journey then they will make sense sooner or later they it always makes sense and you have to be willing to allow your soul to journey while it's here and through the twi- twists and turns that's kind of moving the pieces of your life together even when they feel like they're falling apart and i wanted to share i just i felt like this was an important time to share this story because you know i know um the world is in such a a shift right now in general and um you know a lot of people are rethinking their path which is great because when you start to rethink your path, you start to really go in further and deeper and start to, instead of looking to the external to solve your problems, you start to look internally and, and, and think about what I really want, what am I really feeling, what does my soul really want, how do I tap into that, I don't need all the answers. And that's the other point is that I want you to be comfortable with not knowing all the answers. But you can certainly ask for them and you can certainly pray on them and you can certainly be in pursuit of them. And they will come to you when you need to. When you need them to, they will come. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, Loved uh, sharing this story with you guys. And I really appreciate you guys for always tuning in. Um, I look forward to uh, the next episode. If you guys have any questions, of course, you can always DM me about this. Again, it was not meant to be about a religious context as much as the spiritual soul traveling. And bringing context to that. There's a lot of things that you cannot see. Sometimes... It's good to be comfortable not knowing the why, the what, the when, the where, the how. But you can definitely tap into a lot of those through introspection, reflection, self-observation, prayer, meditation. You can tap into it and you can learn to be so in your knowing of the unknowing that it becomes um, a greater experience and more fun journey for you. I appreciate you guys as always for tuning in on that. I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these, the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.